Welcome back to another episode of Level 1 Scrubs Podcast. My name is Steve Orion Noel, and I'm joined by the beautiful, as always... Dan the Dandroid Beach. Dan the Dandroid Beach. Yep. This sounds like a beach I would not want to be on. <laughs> you, you know it. Are you full of sand? Uh, some places. Perfect. Other, other places not. So, so Dan, how are you doing? <laughs> What's new and exciting this week? Uh, well, obviously the news, but uh, outside What's of new that? in your world? How many burritos have you ingested this week? Uh, you know what? I haven't had my weekly burrito intake yet, but that's probably going to happen on the weekend sometime. Okay, and like, uh, give me a definite number. I need to know. Well, at least at least twelve, and if not thirteen. That's thirty-seven. Too little. <laughs> uh, so, what are you playing? What's new? What are you playing this week? Um, you know what? Actually, I am still playing that game that I did a review for like two weeks ago, oh. uh, Leap of Fate. Oh, uh, so it's that good? It, I told you, man. I said, you know what? Even if I got my review copy taken away from me, I would go and buy it again for my own personal oh. collection. So it's tell us about Leap of Fate, for those who have not read the review yet. Okay, so basically, Leap of Fate, first off, you should go check my review because it's awesome. But uh, outside of that, it's just a really fun game. Like, if you guys like uh, kind of a top-down dungeon crawler type game, uh, it's it's got that. But the main factor to it is that the whole level is laid out by tarot cards. So what it is is you go into this like mysterious kind of cult-like building, oh. and when you start the level, all these tarot cards get laid out on the table, and that's your progression through that world or through that level. Yeah. And you basically kind of find your way through enemy battles and through shops to buy upgrades and abilities, and it's just a ton of fun because it's, it's also roguelike, so every time you die, you're going to restart, but as you kind of progress through the game you you get a few more permanent skills here and there so it kind of helps you along your way but it's a balls hard game too so it's exciting to hear yeah. man yeah but it's a uh, it's a ton of fun it's cyberpunk flavored which is how many hours have you type. put into this game uh let's see probably at least at least 15 or 16 wow. hours so far and that's like outside of my other gaming too it's not just like that's the only thing i've been playing and i only put in 15 hours so yeah. i mean i got to get my rocket league going and, and rochette all. league as i yeah, call it the gold rochette league uh, the so. rochette league how about you what have you been playing uh nothing i don't play games yeah <laughs> you don't play games <laughs> mr xcom over here uh, doesn't yeah, play i've been games. playing xcom too like nuts uh, i found some new mods like usual i've got some halo mods in there is are, is everyone on your team shrek yet uh, I did a Shrek-only run, yeah, and it turns out the aliens took the swamp, <laughs> so uh, that didn't last couldn't, too good. Couldn't for me. find that peace and quiet. Do they? Do they have a donkey mod? No, I haven't seen a donkey. No, no donkey heads. <laughs> no donkey. Just Shrek, and that's fine. Lots of yeah. ogres, so <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, let's jump balls deep in this news, man. Okay. So guys, uh, Pax Weeks happened. Uh, Pax reached. Uh, Pax Ease happened this past weekend, and of course, uh, Pax is dope. Lots of cool things came out of there. Uh, first, uh, the Overwatch uh, Uber incident was ridiculous. I don't know if you heard about that. Okay, now was this was this a truck hitting someone? Yeah, or something so like uh, that? Uh, yes, TLDR. Yeah. So first thing, cool cool thing is Blizzard team with uh, Uber to give uh, themed rides. Last year, Pax Prime is Mad Max doing like the junkyard ones. Yeah, uh, and then this year, uh, obviously Uber team with Blizzard to give uh, Soldier seventy six and a uh, dope ass truck. Mm -hmm. We had um, oh god, uh, I can't think of her name for the life of me. Tracer. Uh, <laughs> Tracer, yeah, yeah. There's Tracer and like a Lamborghini, yeah. and then uh, the Mech girl. Can't remember her name for me. Uh, oh god. Katie, what's the girl in the Mech again from uh, Overwatch? Oh, D Diva. Diva. D yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I had to yell off camera for an answer. We're with it. Don't worry. Yeah, that's Katie. Uh, so yeah, uh, Diva was in there as well. Uh, so yeah, she was. Um, driving. I can't remember what she was driving, but she was driving one of the cars as well. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, there were team by cosplayers. Cosplayers were driving people around, and it was pretty cool. 
Unfortunately, there was an accident <laughs> where the truck smoked a pedestrian's vehicle. Not the pedestrian, but uh, yeah, a pedestrian's luckily. vehicle. That makes no sense. <laughs> uh, a civilian vehicle, as Randy Pitchford put it on his Twitter, as he witnessed it happen. Uh, so, yeah, uh, basically, uh, there's a car accident. There was an injury, but no one was seriously injured. Uh, they're blaming the accident on Soldier 76's visor because he was wearing his visor while driving. Yeah, not probably not the best choice in character to have driving a truck. I mean, I'm sure that uh, fancy visor helps them, you know, shoot everyone and whatnot, target everything. But, yeah, driving, not so much. So uh, That's really unfortunate because, I mean, it was a cool experience, but it's really... Uh, Unfortunately, crap that then happened. I'm surprised that Tracer didn't crash, too. She's got a, really she's got a big orange visor on, too. <laughs> she probably <laughs> took it off. <laughs> or she just rewound hers, and then nothing happened. Yeah. I see what I did there. <laughs> that was unfortunate. <laughs> I'm very disappointed in your puns. Okay, well, let's, let's talk about some games. All right, so some of the big games that came out, of course, we got a world exclusive. Well, not world exclusive, but we got a first peek at Pyre, the new game from Supergiant Games, and I and uh, you lost my shit, and I have no idea where I went. You could not get enough of this. No, I was super excited that this happened because I love Supergiant Games and everything that they do. Uh, they teased us a few days before PAX with their launch trailer. The music's absolutely gorgeous. Gameplay looks unreal. It's a cross yeah. between Rocket League, really, and uh, like an action RPG. Yeah, I know. It, it's really kind of a new concept in, in an RPG. Like, I've never seen gameplay like that. And, I mean, just with what Supergiant does with games, with their narrative, with their writing, with just their animation, this thing looks gorgeous. Like, it, it oh this looks like it's hand-animated, like, from, from the greats of the, the world. Like, I can't believe how stellar it looks. It's just the, the colors on screen and everything. And, uh, yeah, and I mean, the pedigree that comes with both Bastion and the creators of Bastion and, uh, and uh, Transistor. Like, I cannot wait to, uh, to get my hands on this one. I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, we'll eventually get our copy or whatever. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah till then, we'll, we'll have to keep watching those trailers. Although you said you are not going to watch the 20 minute gameplay nope, trailer. Not watch any gameplay trailer because that will just spoil the it experience. Will spoil the experience, <laughs> and it will ruin my life for me. Not this guy here. I, you know, I. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a long game, and I'm sure it's gonna be tons of fun. I don't mind spoiling a little bit of it as Change long. Change it to 550. <laughs> Fixing things. Fixing just a uh, little behind the scenes work. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, but yeah, other games that were announced there, of course. Oh my God! One of the dopest things that happened was the uh, the meet and greet with the Deuce, the day, the Deuce, the Deuce, the Deus Ex actors. Oh my God, that was super dope. I wish I could have been there. I would have flown out you just for the day. Yeah, you would have flown just to do that that uh, part of the event, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but you you actually got to meet him before, though, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, I had a chance to meet he, him last he, prime. He crossed uh, your face with his sexy, sexy no, voice. He didn't. No, he didn't. He was like, <laughs> "I didn't ask for this," and I was like, "Um, meows." <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a wild experience when I actually got to meet him as well. Like that was surreal. Like, yeah, just. There's a saying that they say, don't meet your heroes because you'll be disappointed. Oh, I was I've, not disappointed. I've I heard it many times, and I, I think it's a load of crap, actually. I've met many people that I look up to, and they've been nothing but amazing people. So Yeah. But I also have tried to meet a lot of kind of YouTube stars and stuff like that. So I, I think that helps out. They're a little more grounded, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, that, I don't think that uh, what's his name uh, the Deus Ex voice actor uh, Elias Tafuxis yeah I don't I don't think he's got the uh, the giant head of Hollywood no he's a, he's a very nice very great very human down he's a great human yeah he's a great human person <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then of course uh, Borderlands 3 was announced yeah so people uh, as well rejoice especially Jake Jake is a huge <laughs> fan shout uh, out to Jake at home right now <laughs> yeah he's watching that Borderlands 3 it's coming for you buddy don't worry We'll probably get a copy just for Jake. <laughs> uh, one we'll, of my we'll, have to, we'll have to get it signed by Randy also. <laughs> Randy Pitch. <laughs> actually, that was one of my favorite PAX experiences, actually meeting him a year ago uh, at my last East. 
I didn't go this year, but I went last year, and I mm -hmm. met him at PAX East, and I got a selfie with him, and I shared it with Jake. And now, Jake. What, what's the, what's the <laughs> on that? Like <laughs> three times. <laughs> I've met him at three PAXs, uh, PAX Prime and PAX East, uh, back and forth. Yeah. And every year, I'm like, hey, getting a selfie from my buddy Jake. Because <laughs> anyone that knows Jake, Jake hates Borderlands, and I love it. So I love sending him uh, It isn't that he hates Borderlands. He doesn't like Randy. He just doesn't Randy, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with Randy. Randy's a great human being. So yeah, like, I, I, I'm hoping that I get to meet him at some point. We can maybe all take a selfie together and be like, what's up, Jake? <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> so what else happened to PAX? Um, okay, so, yeah, I had to look up. Oh, he's I got some special edition notes, guys. I had to look up some stuff, but then it kind of refreshed my memory as to some of the games I saw over the weekend. I didn't realize that they were at PAX. It was more or less, I was just keeping up to date on what was coming out. And this one uh, almost blew my mind. Almost. I watched the trailer for it, and... I was just like, oh my god, I, uh, I, I need this right now. I, I need this well, in my it? life right now. It is a game called Ruiner. And basically what it is is it's a uh, kind of like a top-down cyberpunk shooter, but akin to the older uh, Shadowrun games. It if you ever violent. played it on, on... Oh, of course Super I played Shadowrun. Yeah, exactly. So kind of like that, but just you know the totally updated graphics, very, very... Uh, like graphic dark storyline and everything and this guy's basically this kind of like faceless bounty hunter killer type guy but he's being hunted and it's oh. just oh it is just absolutely gorgeous Ooh. and it just has that uh that whole creep factor of like someone's pulling factor? the strings but you Ooh. don't know who it is and you know so when's this game slated for launch uh this one is it's still gonna be a little while off unfortunately dan's but, a liar uh, everyone dan, dan you're gonna <laughs> let me down a lot hey hey no don't worry about it there, let's down people a little more what? But you know what lets people down a little more? What's that? Zelda being delayed to 2017. <laughs> We're just going to roll right into that, aren't we? <laughs> but you know my MLG segues. Very smooth. So um, tell, yeah. me, tell me a little more about the drama with this, because I know we were promised Zelda 2016, and clearly that's not happening. There was... um. <sighs> This was I a see real Dan get a little red in the face here. You know what? He's either Honestly, getting super aroused or super pissed. No, no. It's, it's that... It, it's just kind of uh, almost personal. Like, this was one of the games I was actually considering buying a Wii U for, and many other people did buy a Wii U for this game. All of a sudden, Nintendo turns around and says, Hey, remember that Zelda game you wanted for the Wii U? <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen now. Uh, it's actually on the NX, codename NX, uh, for next year. So there's a lot of pissed fanboys right now uh, that, you know, they're just going to have to keep chiming away on, I mean, on Smash Brothers and, and Mario Kart. <laughs> I bought a Wii U for Mario Kart and being the ultimate Netflix station. Yeah. It's and then, unreal. And then it's, your Netflix started screwing up on it, didn't it? No, I fixed it. <laughs> okay, that's good. I fixed it. It was our HDMI cable. But no, honestly, what it comes down to is that you... It is. It's just a bit of a piss off that that you can advertise this game. You show this full beautiful trailer that you know is going to get people psyched, and all of a sudden just pull that carpet out from under them and say, "Oh nope, sorry, it's not coming out on the system. Not coming out the year we said." And I think it was Miyamoto himself that said, "Don't worry, we have all of our best people working their hardest on this, so it will come out next year," which was in you know 2015, saying next so year. I mean, Star Fox so. came out without a hitch. Yeah, but well, except for the fact that the game apparently is not very good at all. So. Oh, yeah. No. No. Saving seventy bucks. It's uh, yeah. It's apparently um, yeah. You can read a review after. There's a lot of people kind of tearing at a new one online right now. But no. Back to Zelda. Yeah. The the whole screwy thing is is that basically they said uh, no. It's going to come out next year. It's going to come out for the new system that we haven't even shown yet. Uh, so nobody knows the you know the pricing on it. Nobody even knows what it's capable of or anything like that. So if the game's going to look good or bad or going to play well or whatever, nobody really cares about that right now because they're. 
Nintendo uh, basically just, just lied to everyone. Well, I mean, they did a, didn't they do a demo of it last year? And it was, I mean, they're doing a demo at E3 anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because that's kind of their, their big deal this year. I think that's supposed to kind of, or what they figure will soften the blow a little, is that they are going to have a full playable demo at E3 this year, which I find kind of odd because Nintendo usually, at least in the last few years, has never had a presence at E3. They've just kind of you know, kind of given up on that and they've done their own thing, yeah. which I mean is, has worked really well for them, all their Treehouse Directs and all that stuff like that. But yeah, I guess the, the big one for them is showing off Zelda and they want everyone to get their hands on it. So, I mean, good on them for having a playable demo, but I don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, if they're not showing their new system, uh, how are people playing this? Are they going to put them in a black room and threaten to beat them if they talk about it, or what? Like, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll be able to, be able to talk about it. E3 is <laughs> open to consumer media, so yeah. So I don't know. It'd be kind of interesting to see how they they kind of uh, go through that. But uh, I'm still interested in see what the game looks like, kind of how it plays, what what oh, kind of I tricks it presents. has up its sleeve. But anything outside of that, it was it was a letdown. So I guess it's kind of just Nintendo balls in your court. Now you better impress the hell out of people with that game. Because they're they're angry and they're hungry for for the next one. So well, speaking of other great Asian companies, Square Enix uh, really pulls it together. Uh, oh oh, it's see, it's coming on both systems. Oh, is it? We okay. got some good news from the audience. So bless, well, there we go. Bless your souls, guys. There. All right. So that uh, that helps out a little bit because uh, I guess I was uh, misinformed by the one that I was reading. So it will be out on on Wii U also. So well, that works out then. Maybe I, maybe I will buy a Wii. Sweet U baby then. Jesus. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but so speaking of other great Asian companies, Square Enix uh, really pulled it together here for uh, a country. Uh, in wake of the Kunamoto uh, earthquake, uh, the part of the relief efforts here, they are going to be, uh, they donated the equivalent of 460,000 US dollars or 50 million yen uh, to help those affected by the devastation. Uh, if you guys are interested in donating or getting uh, aboard and helping, you guys can contact Japanese Red Cross Society, and uh, that's where you'll be able to learn more. Yeah, I think it's basically any Red Cross. I mean, if you go to they're going to have donate buttons. They're going to say, like, you know, here's where you can put your money to, to help the most. And, I mean, good on Square Enix. And, you know, this just goes to show that there is there is good in video games. It has nothing to do with, um, you know, a bunch of basement dwellers not doing anything with their lives or whatever. Square yeah. Enix being a big company like this, they they don't have to do anything, but they went they turned around and gave away almost half uh, what is it half a million yeah half a million dollars to to help out so I mean good on them good on you Square Enix yeah speaking of other good Rovio with the Angry Birds movie is giving away a free bonus level <laughs> digital digital level for watching now, their now movie I didn't read much about this because I'm not I'm not a big Angry Birds fan I used to play Angry Birds all the time. Uh, like back in the day, like when it first came out. But is this is it literally just a level? It's a literal digital watermark. So once you walk into the theater, I guess. Yeah. Uh, they're saying that after the credits. Well, sources are saying that after the credits, uh, this this I guess this code's going to generate, and you'll be able to get this extra level. <laughs> so like at the end of the credits roll, and then there's going to be a code on the screen that they can type into to get it or basically Rovio is going to be awarding uh, players for seeing it opening weekend sources say the credits will unlock a whole new area of the game feature will be triggered okay. by an inaudible digital watermark so, an, so uh, yeah it's another world then it's not just like one level or something because levels go by like keyword triggered yeah <laughs> um, no I, and you know what honestly okay yeah not a big Angry Birds fan lots of people still play it and love it that's fine um, the part that really interests me though is just the concept of this I think that something like this is going to explode with a not. lot of mobile games. I hope not. 
Well, I mean, I'm kidding. What, no. What if it's something simple like uh, you know they have that that Avengers Marvel game on Ooh. that one where you get your team and stuff. Oh. You go to you go to see Civil oh. War opening weekend. You get a code for a special character or something like that. I guarantee within the next few months there's going to be a lot of movies chiming in on, on this kind of thing. Like yep. having special content for so, your smartphone or, you know, like just different kind of deals on, on stuff like that. And so I, what do I, you think of this alarming trend of video game movies? <laughs> alarming trend. Alarming I th- trend. I think we've been in this alarming trend for the past 15 years. Uh, name a video game movie before this year. Before this year? Aside from the Super Mario Brother movie. Damn it. That was, that was the one there's was only one. Mortal Kombat. It's not a video game. <laughs> it's a lifestyle. <laughs> no, that movie is a lifestyle. That's okay. <laughs> so aside from the Mario Brothers movie, Mortal Kombat, and the Street Fighter movie from 94. You're taking all the good ones, man. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. There's, there's an alarming rate of movies yeah. that are being made. I mean, look at Ratchet & Clank, Angry Birds. <laughs> Next thing, we're going to see a Clash of Clans movie. Honestly, like Ratchet & Clank and Angry Birds lend themselves very well because they are you know, more or less kids' games. I'm a huge fan of Ratchet & Clank. Like are I've, you saying you're a child? Uh, yes, in ways. <laughs> you can uh, leave the couch. But no, I'm, I'm probably actually going to go see Ratchet & Clank tomorrow night. So, Why? Because uh, it's awesome. You've, ne- you've awesome? never played a Ratchet & Clank game, so you can't even talk Why about it. Why is it awesome? <laughs> You tell me, someone. It that is. It, it is just a stellar game series. It it's, it has excellent control. It has amazing weapons in it. It's so much fun to play. Like it's how much fun. Did you ever play Mario sixty four? No. You had horrible childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I played Mario sixty four. You were deprived. No, you remember the fun that you had exploring in that I didn't world. Have fun in that game. It was pure torture. Well, you were pure torture. I was terrified <laughs> by jumping in paintings. <laughs> I have a fear of jumping in paintings now. What about Banjo Kazooie? Terrified. Okay. But oh. I beat it. Mario Kart. Oh, my God. Triggered. <laughs> Reminds me of an absent childhood. I should I should have just given you a trigger warning for this entire episode, shouldn't I? Yeah, we were going to... I'm absolutely trigged. <laughs> no. Uh, but no. Uh, yeah, so what that comes down to is I think it's going to be a big thing. It's an obvious way to do marketing that's not too in your face. It's not like pop-up ads. It, you actually have to wait but now it's for the thing to happen. But now it's a digital watermark. That's super spooky. I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as they don't overdo it. I mean, it'd be one thing for the the code to come after the credits and it's, you know, like you have to wait for that code. It's like you earned it. That's fine. The problem I will have is if they start putting stuff in the movie, like codes popping up in the movie or stuff popping in the movie. Can you, you have imagine? To like <laughs> you're watching like, I even know. <laughs> Let's just say Avengers 7. Yeah, exactly. And then they have to wait for half hour where a code will generate. They're just like, yeah, they're like trying to disarm Ultron or something. And then like Captain America holds up his phone. And he's like, boop, 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 boop. And like, you all have to put in your code together, guys, to yeah, disarm exactly. Ultron. It's like there's interactive movies and then there's that crap. So, yeah, I, I really hope it doesn't go that far. But, I mean, yeah, again, it, I could definitely see this happening. Oh, and, and God, happening I forgot lot, about so. the Doom movie. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. There, Thanks, there's, chat. There's a reason why we forgot about the Doom movie. Yeah. Because okay. it was horrible. I mean, I'd be fine if there's like a, just a Luigi movie. A Luigi movie. Just strictly Luigi. Wait, wait. Luigi's Mansion? That'd be dope. Luigi, can you imagine? Like Ghostbusters, but Luigi's Luigi. Yeah, they, they should scrap the new Ghostbusters movie and just make Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, that would. I, I would actually see that. I would definitely see that over the new Ghostbusters I wouldn't movie. see it at all, actually. <laughs> or Mario Party? <laughs> Mario Party. Would, would it have uh, John Linguizamo and, and what's his name? Uh, oh, wait, no, he's dead now, so that would not work very well. Oh, God. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Mar- my God. Mario is actually dead. 
He's a ghost. And that's it for this week, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. I can also see Mario Kart being a dope-ass movie. That one animated, I think. No, I don't real, live action. Live action. Yeah, we need make a real it, drag. Make it like Death Race. <laughs> yeah. Have Jason Statham as Mario with a cheesy little mustache. <laughs> oh, we got the vibe over there. They're showing it off. Oh, crap. Why Sorry. are they unboxing it and teasing me? Uh, they're, they're just waving it in front of us. Like It's just like, here it is. Oh, oh, I'm going to wear oh it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. We have a vibe now. Oh, I've never actually even touched one of these. Don't you touch oh, it. I, I want to. You keep your greasy fingers yeah. off it. I'm going to oh, do the rest beautiful. of the podcast oh, with this on my head. Go. Give me those. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. This is living right here. I don't even have it on my head, and I'm super excited that it's within, like, two feet of me. <laughs> like, look at the craftsmanship on this. Oh, it's beautiful. Are, do we need to talk about this right now, or are you just, you're just screwing around? Okay, well, I'll tell you about a funny thing I saw online with these while Steve puts his headgear on. Uh, there was a guy who got this, and he was just like, I don't understand what the big deal is with these things. They don't seem that fun. And he had attached a string and a ball on it, and he was doing the ball in the cup thing. He's <laughs> just like, oh, well, I got it. I guess it's kind of fun, but it's, I don't know. I don't think it's worth $1,200. I feel like I'm Sam Fisher right now. <laughs> you, you look like Sam Fisher, except you're not glowing green. All right. So let's move on with the news. Um, <laughs> you can't see so, the news. <laughs> hey, I memorized it. That's how good I'm at. Uh, I know we're officially celebrating 100 likes on Facebook. So, yeah, yay. Thank you, guys. Uh, we're doing nothing special some, for you. Probably going to celebrate with spaghetti. Well, I mean, we might have some game codes to give away or something no, like that. And you know. So, no. Don't you tell me what to do. Oh, I won't tell you You're what to fired. do. fired. I'm telling what I want to do. So. Well, this doesn't seem any virtual at all. It's just black. <laughs> What a waste of my time. It's a virtual black screen, isn't it? Yeah, the it's amazing. amazing thing? It's like the most relaxing thing, actually, because <laughs> I can't see the real world. Yeah, exactly. It's so. uh, it's the uh, de deprivation tank, like yeah. where you sit in the water. Except I feel very deprived. You, you <laughs> it's this is very comfortable. Like, I'm going to take a nap right now. You wouldn't mask. even know. I don't think you would sleep in that thing very well, Want to bet? Well, I don't know. It's, it's like two pounds on your face, so. I'm sleeping quite well right now. But, no, I uh, mean, honestly... Thank you guys out there for, for 100 likes. I mean, that's huge. We haven't been doing this for a year, and we've already got... July. Yeah, so we've already got 100 likes, and we're only going up from there. Uh, so, moving forward to the news, tell me about <laughs> this whole Jim Sterling thing, because I I'd read a TLDR <laughs> about it. Um, basically, what happened is Jim Sterling is launching another campaign against big corporations, and it's absolutely hilarious. Well, it's it's not so much a, a campaign it, as much it's as a it's a battle. He's, he's found a... Yeah, he's taken the battle to them. He's found a way to kind of game the system and show show them how ridiculous they're being in their... Copyright uh, claims. Their copyright claims and strikes. Uh, okay, so you just kind of read the blurb on it, so you don't well, really know what the deal is with Well, I know this, what he's or? doing. He's taking content, like video content and audio content, and mixing them to one, so then there's multiple companies yeah, fighting yeah, so, over the... So ultimately, well, here's what happened. One of his newer videos, he was uh, tearing apart the new Star Fox game, uh, as most people are, and basically what he did is, even though he was doing his kind of teardown review of Star Fox, he was playing multiple other audio and video clips from other games that he has gotten uh, copyright strikes on before. So basically what that does is it forces multiple different companies to, uh, to <laughs> get strikes on his video. And what that comes down to is that all of a sudden you have big big uh, companies like Sony and Nintendo and, and Viacom and, Viacom and, and Idos, like and all these all these different companies Brazzers and, they <laughs> and I haven't seen that game yet no uh, audio content audio yes <laughs> um but anyways, oh. yeah, so basically what happened was he threw all this stuff in a mishmash video, and then that causes everyone to put their strikes down, saying, oh, well, this is our audio, and this is our video, and this is our this, that, and the other. And then all of a sudden, they start 
tearing at each other to say, oh, well, we own this video. No, we own this video. So then it's ultimately, well, who owns the video? The people with the audio in it, the people with the video in it, the people with whatever kind of content he's crammed in there. So ultimately what happens is nobody ends up making any money off of it because Jim Sterling has a strong belief that he never makes money off of his videos. He only does it through Patreon and, and other yeah. means. So he never makes money off his YouTube. So he, this is... This is hilarious for him because he doesn't make money anyways. And now none of the companies that are throwing on these strikes, they're not making any money or, or peanuts, as he refers to it. <laughs> peanuts. That's all they're making off of because they're getting cents on the dollar, basically, because they are like they only have a portion of the video they can claim. Be careful, because his so. channel might get shut down for that, though. <laughs> if you have too many mm -hmm. copyright claims, though. You know what? And it, but that's the thing is I think that there's probably there probably is some kind of hard limit, but I don't think he's going to reach it anytime Keyword soon. Keyword hard. And... <laughs> And there's also the fact that it's it's Jim Sterling. He will find a way out of it. So because the the man love him or hate him, he is a genius when it comes to that stuff. So he's he's maniacal to say the least. Um, but no, it's I just thought it was hilarious that he was gaming the system, and it actually forced YouTube to really rethink what they're doing. And they've already taken the first step today. I don't know if you saw that. Oh. Their first step is that instead of striking a video, taking it down, and then not allowing to monetize it during that time that it's down. They just changed it today where that video actually still stays. It still makes money. But until the thing has been, like, the claim has been Resolved, kind of, like, gone one way or the other, that money keeps getting made. And then whoever ends up winning that claim, they get the money, which I thought was, that's a, a brilliant first step to it. Because instead of just taking all that money away from it, keep that money going. Because the people that do make their living on YouTube, they need that. They need that revenue. So as soon as they can clear up that strike and they can get that money back... You know, they can carry on entertaining us for free, people, for free. That's what the YouTubers do. Yeah. Like, you don't pay anything to watch YouTube. Unless so you subscribe to YouTube Red. Well, yeah, and we don't even have that in Canada. So, no. yeah. I mean, we're looking for it, but it's not happening it's not yet. Happening. So, uh, yeah, we're going to take a quick break, guys. That was the news for the day. Uh, after the quick break, we're going to have on the couch the lovely people of Moon Ratter Studios talk about their new game, Wand Wars. So stay tuned. to work on peeling for me if you can figure out how I can carry this team. Well, it's not always going to be about you. Last game you did lose Lane, so, you know, she was pre-fed and we just got her to, to carry for us. Yeah, but you need to work on getting me fed. That's how we're going to win games when we go pro. We can talk more about strats later. We play pretty good today. Yeah, but 
you all can play better. Right. Okay, well that's a wrap, guys. Um, we'll get up tomorrow, have some breakfast, and then we'll get back at it. I know we're not a real gaming house yet, but I got some couches that you guys can crash on, and I can get some, some sleeping bags set up for you guys. Um, Gary, you want to come help me for a second? Sure, whatever. And welcome back, everyone. We're back on the couch. I am joined by Moonradish. How are you guys doing today? Good. Good. Great. Is it Moonradish or Moonradish Studios? It's Moonradish. It's just Moonradish. Okay. Yeah. I can't Moon Radish Inc. Oh, Inc. <laughs> Fancy. <laughs> we just dropped the ink. <laughs> we just dropped the ink. <laughs> so, guys, I'm going to let you guys introduce yourself. Uh, listen, each of you guys are responsible for what you guys do at Moonradish and Wand Wars. <laughs> well, um, my name is Bogdan. Hi, Bogdan. And I'm say hi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm the coder and composer and the audio guy on the project. Dope. So you're one that made the fancy music. Yeah. yeah. Sick. I love the soundtrack, so. Thank you. Next, we uh, have... I'm Igor, and I collaborate with Megan here on the art and animation for the game. Which is, as well, super dope. <laughs> And I'm Megan, and I get I also work on art and animation, obviously. Excellent. So thank you guys for coming to Couch. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day. I know you guys just launched the game, so you guys yeah. finally get to relax, and here you are spending it on a hockey night at reset. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us. <laughs> yes. it's a good game. Yeah. Hey, it's a lot of energy in here. People are screaming, losing their minds, and so yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, give us an overview as to uh, uh, what Wonder Wars is, and you know, let the viewers know all about it. Sure. Uh, so, Wonder Wars is uh, it's a party game first and foremost. It's uh, uh, it was developed with the goal of making a really really fun multiplayer local multiplayer game, um, but it's a little bit more than that. We uh, we took our time making the game. It took us quite a while. I know that's one of the questions. Maybe um, it took us about a year to make the game, and um, it's packed with with. Everything that you know that was fun, everything that wasn't fun got cut, and that's sort of the approach we took with the game. Um, so the setting is this magical world where you have an arena where you compete with, uh, against, or with uh, other players. There's a big ball of energy that you deflect and bounce around. Uh, you have another ability other than uh, you know bouncing the ball. Uh, you can uh, shoot a dark, magical hex arrow. Uh, to either turn other players into chickens <laughs> or disable the ball. And so from these very few simple things that you can do, uh, in, ad in addition to power-ups that give you, you know, the ability to cast crazy, deadly like 
magical attacks. Death rays. Yeah. Death, Death rays. Fireballs. So fireballs. Yeah. What kind of parties would you recommend playing Wand Wars at? Old parties. Old yes. <laughs> Birthdays. Yeah. And post yeah. skill, skill level rise with, you know. And the, the game is pretty PG. So yeah, I was going to say it's very family friendly because, yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing, no, no inappropriate. That was a fantastic no, choice yeah. for anyone. So. Right. Yeah. Um, what were the unfun things you guys cut? I have to ask that now, too. Um, we had a lot of different mechanics that were just didn't turn out to be fun. We tried like, to uh, do, uh, we tried to make like each character have their own special abilities, uh, and that's something we cut, which I thought would be really fun, but it just ended up being a little... A little more complex. You yeah. have to balance the game, and yeah. then people would be like, this character's too strong, and be like, oh, yeah. i got to fix the yeah. game now. Yeah, we, <laughs> we couldn't come up with enough yeah. unique abilities to justify that. Yeah. And it's also hard balancing that, too. Like, you'd have this really, like, this one epic ability, and then the other one, like, just didn't yeah, so stack just up. Like, so. I don't know, have a shield. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not even that important. Everybody like gets to feel equal when they start the game, yeah. Yeah. and then you know the abilities are all there. You just you have to. There's a bit of skill involved in getting them. Like you gotta yeah. get to the item, or you gotta crush the crystal that contains it and grab it. It's it's a little more rewarding. Just you know, yeah. getting the, the game is super balanced because everyone can do anything. Yeah, yeah so it's a, I, that's what I like about it. Anyone advantage. can jump yeah. in. And yeah. anyone can learn, and it's a matter if yeah. you're willing to dedicate. It's kind of like Rocket League, you know. Yeah. It's a very fun, casual game, and I think this game is going to get to the level where it's going to get competitive as yeah. well. So I can definitely see it going that route. Um, I have to ask, though, like, what made you guys choose the route of, you know, going as an old wizard, you know, having, like, a cat on a broom and even turning <laughs> people into chickens instead of traditional, like, wizards and sorcerers? Like, what made you guys go this route creatively? Um, we actually started pretty traditional, yep. and, um, and then we just kind of, we did a complete sort of turnaround with the art direction um, and then during that time Igor and I just were coming up with we, we didn't really want to go with the standard wizard so we were just trying to come up with like anything and everything that you can think of it's amazing yeah I mean writing brooms is fun like yeah. all, all the things that are absolutely traditional like you don't actually have to do in games and there's no reason why something like a robot or a cat writing yeah. I don't yeah. know, like a tree branch would work actually so <laughs> and, and you know the main the main thing was you know whether it actually reads whether it works yeah. and as long as it does like it's fun it's like you said it, it's pretty pg game it's not really there's no uh we tried to avoid as much seriousness as we could because uh like that tends to hamper maybe fun to some extent yeah. when it's yeah. like hyper realistic and here you have this magical setting where you know there's already certain constraints and so Constraining yourself further doesn't make any sense. And it was also like, what do we like? Cats? <laughs> Who, doesn't like cats? Yeah. Who doesn't <laughs> like cats? Yeah. Yeah. Demons? Yeah. <laughs> cats, demons, sounds like a definitely <laughs> casual party to me. It's very and inclusive. Each yeah. character has sort of their own story arc and like how they relate to other yeah. characters. Yeah, I was going to say, because that's uh, unveiled in the obviously the single yeah. player campaign. Right, so. which people for some reason, I don't know, like it, it's not something that maybe we uh, talked about enough in our materials, but the single player campaign is awesome. We spent quite a bit of time writing it, so there's, there's a bit of dialogue. It's not so much that it interferes with the progression of the game, but... And it, we spent so much time actually ramping it perfectly so that if you've never played this game, if you've never, I don't know, maybe you don't even have skills for these sort of games at all, it eases you in and then you progressively grow because the, the difficulty just gets ramped up so smoothly. I was going to say, the, I found that the campaign was more of a tutorial for you know beginners to 
games really like if there's like their first shot at playing like a game if they never actually played something like this it was a good place to start and absolutely and it gets yeah. crazy towards the end like it's yeah. rewarding like we have a hard time beating our own campaign <laughs> yeah. towards the end i made it it's so that easy. the first campaign is basically the everything you need to know sort of by the time you beat the first campaign uh you have the skill set the basic skills of, yeah to sort of just like go and get the ball to like a crazy speed yeah I'm gonna say so when you when you guys play each of you uh, who do you play as and why I play the cat <laughs> Megan always, always plays the cat <laughs> but why uh, just why I, Megan I, you know why what? I love how he meows it's just the funniest <laughs> thing I, I still am not tired of it yeah that's actually Bogdan's <laughs> meow that's been compressed Bogdan's can compressed. you do a meow for everyone without it being compressed because obviously you can't do that right now <laughs> that's amazing that <laughs> It's just really funny, so I don't know. I just uh, <laughs> laugh every time. <laughs> I, I play the the purple wizard. His name is Grundelf. I don't think we actually no, we, reveal I that. Reveal I play him too. <laughs> <laughs> we interchangeably play the old wizards because I don't yeah. know. Because yeah. they were, they're the OG. Yeah, they're the, <laughs> the OG. <laughs> they are, yeah. Because it started they're out the OG with cast. It wizard started with the blue wizard and the purple wizard yeah. playing a sort of tennis. Yeah. That's sort of. Really and they were they were on these two platforms. It was a weird game. There, there were no weird rooms. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's so it's crazy right how it just changed from that to where it is now. Yeah. Then, At some eh? point, there was a mechanic where you pushed each other off, off the, the platform. platform and we can honestly say we've tried everything, which yeah. is why it took such a long time to make the game. We tried like anything that's related to. Like spears, yeah. and bullets, <laughs> and projectiles. Every variation of splitting yeah. things, combining things, exploding this is things. What we were and yeah. in the beginning, the characters ran on platforms yeah, until Bogdan was like, "Oh, yeah, why, why are they running? <laughs> why do wizards have to why run? Why not give them brooms? <laughs> why do they need legs for? Absolutely. And once they've got brooms, we couldn't keep them all, each on their own platform anymore. Yeah. So we're like, yeah. screw we're like, that. Just platform? take away the platforms, yeah. make them yeah. fly. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, when you guys were like deciding to launch this game, were there any other avenues other than Steam that you guys wanted to launch it on? Were you guys looking at maybe mobile, console, or even uh, GOG? Mm. Or is it on GOG? No, we pretty much no. just went like, okay. we're focusing on Steam, yeah. we're going to release on Steam, and that's it. Yeah. We, we greenlit on Steam about yeah. a year ago, actually, and uh, it is the biggest market. Yeah. It sort of made sense to, to try to do that. We thought that, you know, if we can go through that process with Steam, we should be able to do something else as well. Uh, were there any uh, challenges you guys faced when releasing on Steam, or was it a pretty smooth transition? Like, uh, <laughs> you see the eyes wide. It's <laughs> a little bit of a black box. We realized that, and reading up online, trying to figure out, you know, what what sort of uh, challenges there are to releasing on Steam. There isn't like everybody's experiences are vastly different. Uh, some people have no idea why they're not getting greenlit. Others just seem to have the best time. Best of luck. Yeah. Uh, we got greenlit pretty quickly. We had an easy time yeah. getting You guys got greenlit in four days, right? Five days, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah. damn quick. Winnipeg has like a trend to get that done quick, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, releasing yeah. itself is a little releasing. stressful. There's a lot yeah. of things that need to be, a lot of checklists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I realize now my next question should have been earlier, based on what we are just talking about, right. the platforms and stuff, like, uh, how was the evolution of the art and music throughout the process? Clearly, we talked about the platforms, but like, uh, or was there something that was determined from the very beginning? Like, this has to be stationary, this has to be constant, or is it like evolved from, like you said, the two tennis players? Like, what what changed overall? Maybe Bogdan should take the yeah. music thing first because that's <laughs> yeah. kind of a thing? funny, yeah. interesting thing. How so? <laughs> because we were kind of stuck with a single track that defined the game for a very long yeah. time. 
we had some like two tracks and uh, but it's hard to balance programming and doing audio and doing the music and all that stuff so basically we left the music until the very end and we were just I think throughout the development process we were just really annoyed by the music so we yeah. just had <laughs> just it all with it. Yeah. always we've listened to Never. Spotify playlists in the background yeah. just yeah. anything I think the music was influenced a lot by what I had playing in Spotify. Yeah. By the time we finished, right, <laughs> finished right. making the game and I got to doing the music, it was like, oh, I listened to a lot of EDM. Okay, let's <laughs> just do that. I was going to say, like, what inspired the end soundtrack then? Like, what got it go to where it is now? Like, um, what would you say is mostly inspired by, like, we're talking, like... Just, like, electronic music. Electronic. And um, magic. Magic, like yeah. Magic the Gathering, no, just magic, <laughs> just or just the concept, the concept, the, concept, the, concept of the sheer magic. concept of mag yeah. magic. I was gonna say Applebee's. I don't know why, but <laughs> I find Applebee's magical. So. Yeah. Most of the music in the game was actually Bogdan did yes. it in the last week, like, yeah. two that's weeks, like yeah, last two weeks or so. Which, well, I mean, that's what usually when it comes to the best. You probably like I can imagine just going like this. I'm like, let's do this. Yeah, I was just. I didn't sleep much. How many tracks are on the, the official uh, soundtrack? There's six. Six. Not too much, and it is on Spotify from what I understand as well. Yes, it's on Spotify, it's on right. iTunes, it's Ooh. on Google Play, it's everywhere. Gonna take a peek. Yeah. In terms of the the art, you were asking the biggest change uh, was that um, uh, we started out having this really large screen, yes. uh, so the resolution was huge, <laughs> and we ended up yeah. actually zooming in so that yeah. you could read, you could see, yeah. and. We, Playing it, sitting in front of your computer screen, you don't appreciate just you know, how important visibility is. Yes. So I can confidently say that sitting here now, like playing it, even on a smaller 24-inch screen over there, we'd be able to tell everything yeah, that's at, happening. At some yeah. point, we had a we, we had, had a play, play test, test. Yeah. and like people couldn't tell which characters they were because everything was too zoomed yeah, out. They were getting lost. and yeah. uh, So we were like, oh, shit. Yeah. We, we have to change everything. And we're like, that's not a good so. sign. Which is why, <laughs> to whomever is out there you know, thinking of making a game, the m single most important thing you can do is play test play your test. game. Play, play, play test. test with other people, especially for yeah. a local multiplayer game where yeah. uh, you need other people to test it. Yeah, because yeah. you guys are couch co-ops. So you guys really, yeah. I'm going to say, like couch co-op has been dead for a long time, so it's really nice to see a couch co-op come that can be played. Yeah. Right. Can you, is it keyboard and mouse or can you use controller or what kind of interfaces can you use it with? Controllers and um, you can also do keyboard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I was curious. Just, you know. And is it just two-player multiplayer or can you guys have up to like four players at once? Up to up four to players. Four. Yeah. It, it's sort of like a like an arena game. Mm -hmm. So I uh, think like Quake. Or something. But think like Quake. Up, up, oh, man. Two, four people. Quake with magic. <laughs> there's different modes. There's uh, there's free for all, arcane yeah. arena. There's uh, team arena. There's um, Merlin ball, which there's is like Merlin ball. That's like there's uh, goals. There's yeah, it's like two soccer. Goals, and you sort of try to hit the goal. Yeah, uh, and it's team based. And there's a hex out mode, which we added like a couple weeks before releasing the game. Yeah. And, um, Which is super fun. Just yeah. you know, using yeah. the same mechanics, trying to remix the, the game, you know, to work, and it, which is really fun because once you have all those uh, elements polished up, that was surprisingly easy to do, mm -hmm. yeah. and, and it all sort of fell into place, and we all just had to yeah. dial it. And it yeah. feels like the further you go, the easier it is to create new stuff yeah. out of the things that already exist. So now that uh, Wand Wars is done, what's the future look like? Are you guys going to be making something else in the universe? Are you going to be expanding a new project? Or is anything even on the plate yet? Or is the plate just full of gravy? 
I think we're just trying to <laughs> to sleep. relax. <laughs> yeah. While while kind of still, it's nice when you get into into a, the habit of actually getting stuff done, which yeah. was definitely our last couple of months. Yeah. And trying not to lose that too much, we're just playing around trying to use the things we've learned because it was a huge learning experience for us. We yes. haven't really worked. Uh, our first full on game. a game yeah. to yeah. that extent yeah. before and but so it, it's almost become like a full-time job so yeah. i just can't you can't not spend a day yeah. not <laughs> thinking about games it yeah. or not thinking about making something yeah, yeah. it's like what am i doing now yeah. like what's the point yeah one thing we sort of uh have lined up is a game that you know we tentatively call rhythm ranger it might still revert to its old title um oh, no, it's yeah. a ludum dare game that yeah. Uh, we did a year ago, actually, yeah. exactly, uh, and then we went to do a little hiatus trying to like make sense of that. So, rock, the rock, the paper, and the scissors was its Ludum Dare title. That's really cool. Uh, I yeah. think I actually heard about that. I remember that Jake, uh, who's our indie guy, was mm -hmm. telling me all about it. And I was like, damn it, I wish I was saw this. So, yeah. he's <laughs> telling me it was really cool, though. It's basically it's really a game where you play rock, paper, scissors on top of trains. Yeah. It's a Western setting. Yeah. Bandits. A bank. Oh, man. And, and it's, it's, a it's a rhythm game. To the rhythm of the music. Game. So you have to do like rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Scissors, rock, paper. <laughs> oh, man. Like, yeah. They yeah. explode. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed that they explode in real life, too. So that'd be terrifying, actually. Can you imagine playing rock, paper, scissors against someone and then they just blew they just up? Blow yep. up? Yep. That's how it should be. <laughs> That's how it should be. Death sports features the death sports. In VR, in VR, it should be like that. <laughs> Actually, have you guys considered like now that you know now that you guys have you know done this? Is VR maybe a next step for you guys, or is that just like a, a big project within itself? Or mm. there's a I, lot of we, we thought other about things. it. Yeah. It's just that we don't because I don't think Wand Wars would go into VR. Right. I don't yeah. think <laughs> we have the skill set right now yeah. to do yeah. it it's, because it's a lot of learning it requires 3D, yeah. which we're not all that familiar with. Yeah, yeah, so. I don't know any of it, so don't worry. We've only <laughs> had experience with 2D so far, so well, that's exciting though. It means six steps ahead of me, so <laughs> I can barely draw. So <laughs> I'm horrible. I am not an artist. So uh, let's see if we have any questions from the audience. I'm going to take that as a no. Because okay. right. Kate would have flaked me by now. <laughs> she would have turned around like, I got a question. <laughs> we'll give you guys a moment if you guys have any questions in the chat. So you guys have like literally 15 seconds. Not one, saying actually 15 seconds. Two. Uh, but <laughs> how long did it take for you guys to develop Wand War to get it all the way to Greenlight? Like how long was that process? It took, uh, it's, it's hard to say because um, a, lot of, a lot of it was learning. Yeah. A lot of it was a learning process. Oh, um, no, 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 you no. kind of have to break it down into like... It was for like half a year. It was about half a year right, but of work. But we would call that mucking about. Mucking like that's about. Exactly. Mucking that's, about. That's, that's what I was right. alluding to. So it's like, yeah, a lot of it's kind of just like, oh, I don't, like yeah. does this work? Does this work? Does this work? And then finally something And that's works. totally part of game <laughs> development. Like you yeah. don't actually know what it is that you're making for quite a while until you start honing yeah. in on what works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of clicks. <laughs> yeah, just, just excited. So I'm going to get these guys. Okay, do we have any questions from the chat? Okay, okay, so we're just going to wrap it up then. We're just going to wrap it up. So guys, uh, for anyone that's interested in Wand Wars, can, where can we find more information on it? It's just wandwars.com. Yep. Wandwars.com. That was very <laughs> simple. I was expecting, like, <laughs> well, we have wandwars.net. <laughs> uh, obviously, we can find you on Steam by finding you on Wand Wars. You can find us on Twitter. You can yeah. Yeah. How can we find you on social media? How can we uh, digitally Moon stalk you guys? Moonriders Moon Games. There you At go. That's Moonriders Games. That was or super easy. Moonriders.com. Yeah. Everything's linked <laughs> Do you guys up. Have an Instagram? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, we don't have an Instagram. We have a Tumblr. We should have a Snapchat. 
Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, when you develop it, actually, I find that very popular with a lot of indie devs lately. Is they make a Snapchat when they're developing games, and they're just like, mm. losing my mind, yeah. LOL. You're like, oh, God. Eating ramen again. <laughs> Finish your game. Yeah, we should do that. <laughs> Strictly ramen diet. <laughs> actually, funny enough, well, it's not funny. It's horrible. You guys literally go through hell. And I mean that in a nice way because it's just your passion so beautiful that you guys literally put everything in line to do it, so... I have to commend you all for that. It's pretty risky. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, ramen diet, probably even onion soup mixed soup. No, no, so We, we, you try, know what? I we try to live a pretty yeah. balanced We made yeah. sure to not like, have a ramen We didn't compromise on <laughs> the... We don't compromise on diet. <laughs> don't compromise on diet. Oh, yeah. Note to self, I can sell my ramen collection then. <laughs> ramen <laughs> only once ramen? every yeah, other week ramen. or two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's maybe a question we may have gotten from the info I was in the audience. Like, what's your ramen diet? Yeah. Like, what's your favorite ramen? What's your favorite ramen? Yeah. But yes, thank you guys so much for coming down today. I'm super excited you guys were here. We'll be sure to share the VOD with you so you can share with your fans as well. Uh, Everyone, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Special shout out to our sponsors, MSI Canada, for giving us a video card. Reset Interactive Ultralines for the sweet space. And thank you, everyone else. Thanks for having us. All right, thank you. And Justin and Workout Gear because they are dope and (laughs) work out. (laughs) Okay, bear.